It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Could Terrence Steele come off the bench for the Cowboys in 2023? All that more in this episode of Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On. Locked On. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. I am your host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. Check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, we got some news updates from Jerry Jones yesterday. Uh, how you feeling today, buddy? I'm feeling well. I'm feeling about as good as you can for someone who kind of lives and dies at the whims of a uh, very off-the-cuff, almost 90-year-old uh, who's just deciding to drop news nuggets and sure. destroy everybody's day on a random uh, Monday. But yes, I'm doing good. I'm excited to kind of talk about what this means, uh, you know, at least – we're getting some information, um, even though it's not the information that necessarily we expected. Yeah, so Jerry Jones actually had a lot to say yesterday, including yeah. a little nugget about Zeke and potentially wanting to bring Zeke back if something – we're not going to get into that today. We're going to talk more about the offensive line, which I saw a lot of people online get upset on March 27th about an offensive line <laughs> that's true. room that's still we're that's eight true. months away – oh, I guess five months away from yeah. uh, the game. So – if you didn't hear it, Jerry Jones said that they're going to, as of now, have Tyler Smith play left tackle, Tyron Smith at right tackle, and Terrence Steele is going to come off the bench and not play left guard, which I thought was weird because why would Terrence Steele be a left guard? Uh, because yeah. he's too valuable there. So what were just your initial reactions when you heard what Jerry Jones said about the offensive line? Okay. Um that was basically it. You know, I mean, here's the thing. Um, I, I am kind of, I think you and I sort of agree on this a little bit where, you know, w- w- our job is to, to kind of translate Jerry a little bit. And that's certainly part of the gig, but I, it's hard for me to get um, too emotionally invested in something that Jerry says about the offensive line depth chart in March uh, before, you know, the new offensive line coach is probably, even met some of these guys and much less worked on the field with any of these guys. So uh, I do think that there's something to this. Like, I, the, you know, listen with Jerry, it's, he's talked to somebody who's told him something. And, and I, I just, what I'm going to translate this as is, yeah, I mean, Terrence Steele is coming on off an, an ACL injury. So you're not pinning him in as the starter quite yet. And, and you have Tyler, uh, Tyron Smith, as a potential option. So you're going to defer to the veteran, you know, that's been here for a long time. So just really quickly, that was my initial thought as well, is that somebody told Jerry or when the Cowboys sat down to do the negotiations with Tyron Smith's new contract, it's, Hey, you're going to start. Don't worry about it. We're going to have a starting job available to you. And maybe Jerry's mind just went to, Hey, he's going to start at right tackle. and Tyler Smith's going to start at left tackle. But I, 
I almost wonder if that's the bigger thing. It's just Tyron Smith is going to start. They're just not quite sure where yet. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that that more makes sense. I, I tend to think that this is likely a, a game of telephone or or it's just something that someone said in passing that just doesn't have any kind of weight to it in, in August when, when it really matters. So um, I think it's worth discussing and we're going to have a conversation about it because obviously the general manager mentioned it. Uh, but I, I would not at all be surprised if we got to training camp and OTAs and we see a rotation of these guys. We're trying to see, you know, who fits yeah. best where all, all those kind of, uh, uh, you know, glad handing comments yep. that you hear from coaches and GMs uh, at the time of OTAs and, and, and practices. One of the things that we know about Mike McCarthy is that he's going to experiment with different offensive line combinations. Yeah. Like it's clearly not something that bothers him, right? Like mm. he's willing to throw stuff out there just to see how it works. So, and we have seen like going into the playoff game last year, the Cowboys tried to get their five best offensive linemen on the field. That's why they started that game with Jason Peters at left tackle, yeah. right? And Tyler yeah. Smith at left guard. So I think ultimately they're going to find their best five, and it's probably going to include a combination of Terrence Steele, Tyron Smith, and Tyler Smith all playing different positions. But we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, speaking specifically about Terrence Steele, he mentioned that he's too valuable as a swing tackle to play yeah. guard, which, I mean, sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's one way to put it, I guess. <laughs> I, would say, I would say he's too valuable as a starting tackle to play a guard, but I whatever. I wonder if this was more – again, you, you said like a game of telephone. It's, hey, let's see how Terrence Steele is, and we're going to work him back into the lineup. We're not just going to let him start right away because we don't want to overwork him. Maybe similar to what they did with Lyle Collins when Collins came back from – the suspension in 2021 where, okay, we'll get you on the field in some packages and, you know, we'll kind of make you, once you show you that you're a hundred percent, you'll get your starting job back. I, I wonder if that's what Jerry Jones really meant. Yeah. You know, and I, I mean, I, I could easily see there be a being a situation where they're talking about player strengths and weaknesses and, and look, I mean, Terrence Steele's strength is that, he is without a doubt the best run blocker on this team, I would say. I mean, even more than Zach Martin at this point. I mean, that's shocking. That's how good that's how good Terry Steele is at, at yeah. run blocking. Um I, I think that the thought is that you don't want to lose that skill and 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 that you've got Tyron Smith who maybe you feel a little bit more comfortable about in pass protection, like right now. Sure. Um, uh, or at least you, you, you certainly can convince yourself that, that that he's one of the two best tackles in pass protection. I don't think that's a hard reach, right? Um, and, and so I think, you know, because of that, the thought process, just like we just talked about, was, you know, they, they don't mind shuffling folks around. Well, let's just throw it out there. Could Terrence Steele play guard, you know, in a, in a little bit more enclosed space that would allow no. him to kind of really uh, allow him to – to, to do that. And, and, and in that kind of, you know, thought process, that's where they come up with the idea of, uh, well, we decided that Terrence Steele is not a guard and, and we're all not privy to any of those conversations. Yeah, right, so we're not right. even aware that that's a conversation that's being had, but correct. I, I don't think you know, it's the off season. So, you know, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to have conversations right? Exactly. and they're going to, they're going to explore everything. Like, Hey, could this guy play this position? I mean, they clearly have already done that, right? They've moved yeah. one of their offensive linemen to defensive line this year. Like yeah, they have, yeah. they yeah. have these kind of odd conversations where you, sh- you know, most people just immediately dismiss it, but you never know. 
Uh, maybe maybe Terrence Steele is your new starting nose tackle next year. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I want to talk about. I want to talk about what this means for Tyler Smith and what it means for the left guard position next. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The tournament is heating up. We've got the final four next weekend, and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. That's because right now FanDuel is giving new customers a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That is up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on and sign up today to claim your no-sweat-first bet. Then you can wager on anything and everything from money lines to points spreads to who's going to be cutting down the net at the end of the tournament, all in an app that is safe, secure, and super easy to use. So don't miss your shot at a no-sweat-first bet up to $1,000. When you join FanDuel today, just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, let's talk about Tyler Smith because I did find it interesting that Jerry Jones seemed pretty vehement that Tyler Smith is going to be starting at left tackle. What are your thoughts on that? Well, you know, listen, I, as much as I, I'm i for the whole playing the starting five, the best five that we talked about, and that Tyler Smith uh, playing left guard makes sense because Tyron Smith plays left tackle and then Steele plays right tackle, and then suddenly you've got your starting five and that's solved. I can understand the idea that you don't want to move Tyler Smith back inside from left tackle, you know, because – it and, and I, or at least I can make the argument because yeah. I, I think – he played really well there. He showed a lot of improvement. T- left tackle is one of the most posi- important positions. I think we've talked about how right tackle has become an, an equally important position, but left tackle is still one of the most important positions in football. And when you have a good young player who is on a rookie contract that is showing ascending talent at the spot, you know, I understand the, the the desire to kind of want to keep a player there because you've he's young, he's talented, he's strong, he's got some ability there, and it's a uh, you know it's it's easier to put younger players in there and then and you know put them in a post and, and and have them kind of man that spot and then work around the other spots. It's 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 not hard to find a starting guard, you know, and, and, and as valuable as, as Tyler Smith is you almost feel like you're wasting a certain amount of his development by putting him at guard just so you can facilitate a Tyron Smith starting left tackle right. situation. And, and and there's nothing wrong with that necessarily, no, but, not, no. but I, but I can certainly, certainly see, in fact, I would even say that the downside to playing, you know, the starting five that we had you know anticipated with Tyler Smith at guard is that, you're kind of denying Tyler Smith a little bit of developmental development opportunity well, at left tackle. Not only that, but I got to believe that the Cowboys are also viewing this as more than just a one-term thing or one-year thing. Yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah. Hey, we know that Tyler Smith is going to be our left tackle in time. 
rather than moving two other guys, let's just put him there and we'll figure out the rest. Terrence Steele is on a one-year, so like $4 million deal coming yeah. off an injury. Tyron Smith is on a incentive-laden deal, and he hasn't stayed healthy. Let's just keep those guys on the right side. We'll figure that out. Keep Tyler Smith at left tackle. I I understand it. I still think I would like to see the best five on the field yeah. when it yeah. matters. But I get it at the same time. I will also say, Landon, I think keeping Tyler Smith at left tackle makes a lot more sense if you draft a guard yes, early in this year's I class, agree. right? Because you want those guys to play next to each other right now and get ready to go. I tweeted right out after uh, we had like the first few things that we had set, saw uh, in kind of in a reaction to Jerry's announcement. One of the very first few things I, I tweeted out was a meme basically implying guard is back on the menu boys. Like it's, it's very much a part going to be part of their plans. If this is their plan, because now you're not talking about drafting a backup swing guy who is your Tyron Smith insurance. Now you're talking about drafting for a starter. Uh, you've got your swing tackle uh, situation uh, in hand if if this is the case, and you're going to keep all the tackles at tackle. You need a starting guard now. So uh, that means that you've kind of put something back onto your need-to-draft plate uh, that you didn't necessarily thought think you had, which – you know, I, I mean, I have mixed emotions about because I, I do think it's a position that they're going to be able to find somebody in the first three rounds who should be able to start and be fine at left guard. Uh, at the same time, I don't love the idea that they're basically producing a need yep. uh, by kind of just not shuffling guys around the way that we think that they can. Be. And I, I agree with you. Like, <laughs> you don't have to fill – every starting offensive line spot with a first round pick or something similar to that, right? Like no other team in the league spends that many resources on the offensive line. Now you can make an argument, Hey, that's the most important thing beyond quarterback. And you're totally right. But at some point you need to find two or three guys outside of the top 50 picks to develop. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that, you know, at this point, maybe that's what they do. Maybe the plan is not necessarily, uh, well, I mean, you said top 50, but I imagine that maybe they probably are going to spend the top 50 pick on this spot. I mean, it, it, but they didn't need to, you know, they didn't, they didn't need to, to. Yeah. because they, they had, they had, you know, five starters that would have constituted a pretty, pretty good starting offensive offensive line. Um and I think that, you know, they'll, they'll probably draft somebody and make this a very, very good offensive line. I have no doubt. But I, I do agree that they don't necessarily – you know, I'm conflicted here a little bit. I'm like, so conflicted. I, I mean, because go ahead. I think offensive line and defensive line is a great place to, to spend your first-round first, first round picks, man. It's, 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 you get value out of it. You usually get good play. Um, you know, I, I don't love the idea that you're – I, mean, I guess last year, if you draft a guard this year, then you can t- just kind of like you've already paid for all the complaining because you've complained last year that you yeah. thought you were drafting a guard. Yeah. You know, so like I don't love the idea that I guess technically you're thinking about drafting a guard two times in a row in the first round, but one of those guards ended up being a very ended up being yeah. a very good tackle this year as opposed to years down the road. Yeah. So. It's tough. I, 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 I'm conflicted because it's a good place to spin picks, but it's they've spent a lot of picks here generally I don't like drafting guards in the first round. And yeah. now you can make an argument, Hey, drafting at 26, you're not really drafting a first round player. And I listen, I get all that, 
And real quick, there's a good chance that you draft the top guard at 26. Yeah, that's the other, and that's a very Cowboys thing to do as well. So, I also really like Steve Avila a lot. Yeah. <laughs> that's the thing is, you get the yeah. player, and I think, listen, I know people are going to say this for running back. Hey, don't draft running backs in the first round unless you absolutely love the player. But I think for this case, for Avila as a guard, he's not just a guard, right? Like he could be your solution at left guard this year. He could be your swing guy this year. He could be your back. He could be your center in 2024. And maybe down the road, if Zach Martin retires or moves on, he's your right guard. And I think that position flex on top of him being able to play tackle, which he did at TCU, makes me feel really good about that as a pick if that's where the Cowboys decide to go at 26. And oh, by the way, uh, we are, everybody was predicting who the Cowboys are going to draft today on Twitter. That's the name I went with. And I would feel pretty good about it. I, I don't disagree. I think you and I feel very similar about Avila. I will say this, though. I actually think the person whose uh, chances that moved up the most with this news is Osiris Torrance. And that's because I think the the way the thing that Avila fit so perfectly was the plan that we had in place, right? You plug him in at guard. You see what he can do there. If you need to move him in out in the center next year, because you've got a, a contract coming up with Biotish next year, that's a great plan. Now you need a starting left guard. Like, like that's that's if sure. this is the plan, you're you could draft a starting left guard. And I don't know that that puts Osiris Torrance above Avila necessarily. If, In if the conversation, have, though, right? But I think I think it, it at least balances out the uh, situational aspect of of whether or not one is a better pick than the other because uh, i think either way now if if this is the plan moving forward you're likely going to need not just a guard who you know can play here and there and then be a starter next year you're definitely going to need a guard who yep. can probably plug in and, and be a starter from day one what if you just like Steve Avila's tape better than Osiris Torrance? That, listen, I, I'm not. I certainly am not. Like, and and I, you, you know, you're laughing, but I mean, I might la- feel that way. Oh, I, I definitely feel I, that I, way. I, I, I like Avila's tape better. I do. Yeah, I, and I don't think that that's. And I know you do too. And, and I guess my point is, is that that's. I don't know that that's an outrageous take necessarily. No. So uh, I think that it's going to be about you know picking their poison. There is still certainly, I would say more that lines up with what Steve Avila is versus what the Cowboys want. Um, I just think that, that the fact that we're talking about drafting a day one starter helps the yes. fit a little bit better for Osiris Torrance well, than it was previous. And maybe, maybe ultimately what happens is, you know, the Cowboys get a call to move back from 26 to yeah. 34. And one of those guys is off the board and yeah, you might've preferred Avila, but Osiris Torrance is there. Hey, we picked up an extra third round pick. Let's draft yeah, our exactly. guard and move on. So I think you're absolutely right. We should also mention maybe there's a chance one of the other interior offensive linemen come into the fold. I, I John yeah. Michael Schmitz, who we've heard that the Cowboys are at least a little bit interested in. Uh Joe Tipman, the Wisconsin Tittman, center, yeah. who I mean we know Dallas loves. I love him, man. Yeah. We haven't, we haven't had a chance to talk about him, but maybe maybe we should maybe that's you, one of the guys we should look at. Really quickly, do you think he can play guard in the NFL? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. He's he's big and strong and athletic. I mean, he moves incredibly well. That's why he's playing center, but he's he's guard size to be yes. to be sure. All right, let's get to some other uh, news and notes from Jerry Jones next. This episode is brought to you by Built Bar. The Built March Madness bracket is here and we know that you have a favorite bar or puff. And now is your time to make it count. 
Go to BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote for your favorites. You know that I'm going to be voting for the Cookie Dough Bar. And if you want to support your favorite sports team to win, then you'll be voting for that bar too. Support your team, support your bar or puff. And when you vote for your favorite bar or puff, you'll be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky lockdown listeners will get a free box of Built. Not only that, but one lockdown fan will win a 12-month subscription to Built to have the absolute best uh, protein bars sent to their house every single month straight to your door. You've got to try Built. Absolutely best protein bar on the market. Only 140 calories, 17 grams of sugar, or 17 grams of protein, uh, only three or four grams of sugar. They're covered in 100% real chocolate. You absolutely cannot beat it. Run to BuiltMarchMadness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March, so hop in and support your pick. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, Landon, just a couple other things that Jerry Jones mentioned really quickly. He mentioned that Jonathan Hankins and Carlos Watkins are priorities and that they're close to getting those deals done. My only question for you is, do you feel like the Cowboys need to bring back both of those players, or would you prefer just to bring one back and see how the draft goes? I think that they're probably going to bring back both and see how the draft goes. Uh, because, you know, I imagine that, you know, Watkins will come back on a deal that, you know, if you wanted to let him go, you could. Hankins may be a little bit more expensive. You know, and Hankins, you know, they say that they're close to a deal, but I, I wonder if he even wants to sign a deal right now. I uh, wonder if it's one of those wink, wink deals. Like, hey, you're going to be on the roster, but let's you don't need to show yeah, up until yeah. July. Yeah. Um, you know, they have Bohana still on the roster. They have some other kind of big body tackles, but I don't know that they can necessarily rely on that. Um, with Watkins, you know, he – Look, it's it's an unfortunate situation for Watkins because the league just does not appreciate him the way that he frankly should be appreciated. Yeah, uh, and not that he's a big time defensive tackle, but you know, like he's likely going to be able to sign a deal that if you had to let him go before training camp because you drafted a rookie that looks great, you probably will get away with think? it without too much pain. One year, two and a half million. Yeah, unfortunately, I think. I, I mean, I think he's. I, I mean, look just a little soapbox about him, man. I mean, that play, the play that he was making, having at the end of the year was, uh, it saved the Cowboys defense. At times. Oh my I gosh. Mean, yeah. I mean, there were points when he was playing as good as anybody on the Cowboys defense, certainly the best defensive tackle, I would say at times. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Odigizua and him were basically holding it down at, at different points. So I, yeah, I imagine that they'll, they'll, they'll resign both of these guys probably at different time timetables for the reasons that we just mentioned. Hankins is not exactly in a hurry. Watson is probably just glad to get some money. Uh, and then, yeah, I imagine that if something falls to them in the draft, then 
maybe we're starting to have a conversation about Neville Gallimore. I, you know, they seem to be continue continue to be more confident in Gallimore than than we are. I, I have eyeballs. I, they shouldn't be confident in Neville Gallimore at all. No, I, I don't see it. But I, I think that you know, as it stands right now, um, you, you resign those guys, and then you see what falls to you in the draft, and then let's go play football and see what happens in the training camp. Yeah. Uh, the only other thing that I wanted to mention is that uh, Mike McCarthy mentioned that Chuma Doga has a really good chance of winning a yeah. starting guard spot. Yeah. I I don't know if I believe that. I think it's just a way to maybe keep him motivated. But it's interesting that they at least view him as a potential option there. Yeah, you know, it's it's the veteran, you know, placeholder situation. Uh, and I, I don't think that they're saying it as much. But, you know, he doesn't even – that's not fair. He's had he's had twelve plus starts in the NFL, so you know he 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 does have skins on the wall to I guess say that. But I don't know. Like you're not necessarily convincing me that you solved your starting left guard position by signing this. It's guy, just you know? if we had to play a game today, we feel I don't know the word comfortable, but we feel all right about him going in there and not killing us at left guard. Yeah, like, well, it, it, you know, it'd be one of those situations where uh, you think about where you are in like week 12, right? After the, the brutality of the season yes, has gone on. Yes. And, and, and like, you're just, sometimes there are positions where you're just glad that you've got somebody who's played football before playing yes. <laughs> playing the spot. And I who, think somebody who can come in without a bunch of snaps or a bunch of practice snaps and yep. give you adequate NFL play. Right, yeah. I think that's what Dallas. The Avante Collins is of the world, yes. you know, those yes. down roster guys that are below your young guys. Yes, but but you know, in case your young guys and your veterans get hurt, they can at least be someone who's played NFL football before playing the position. Yeah. For you. Uh, last thing before we uh, go, Jerry Jones kind of left the door open for Ezekiel Elliott <laughs> to return. If nothing works out, do you believe him? Uh, yeah, simply because I know they can get Wilker's number back from him, and then they could slap that fifteen <laughs> and just and bring back old Ohio State. Z. There you go. Uh, no, I don't believe him. Uh, I, I think I think uh, that because it's the same failed. problems that we were talking about before, yeah. right? Like Zeke, if Zeke is going to take a reduced role, he's got to do other things on the roster, like play special teams. And while we both think he would do it if you asked him to, probably you're not going to ask one of your listen, all-time great players that play special teams. Yeah, I just – I think uh, – I, I think he would be bad for Zeke's legacy. Honestly. I agree. I you know, agree. like it's a clean break is better for the, the you know, ring of honor stuff and all the stuff that matters. I just he, he would be better off – this is just my opinion. Let's say nobody signs him. Rather than signing like a vet minimum deal to be the third running back, better off just waiting and seeing what happens with yeah, other yeah. teams in the league or – I remember when Marshawn Lynch, and this was just a couple of years ago, was out of the league for two or three years, came back in week 17 to help Seattle win a game to, to be one of the top seeds in the playoffs. Like I could see Zeke doing something like that down the road, coming back if the Cowboys got in really, really bad shape. Look, I, you know, I know that they cut him you know, early with the idea that he would be able to catch on to go on the team or have the time to do it. But, I mean, let's be honest. Like, this is not a great time to sign running backs in general. You know, no, you're no, because you're, you're before you're before. Well, I mean, just bef- it's a bad time too. It's yeah. it's you're before the draft where you're about to get a huge injection, all this young cheap talent, which at a position where that's what everyone's looking for. So I, I think you know there's a good chance that we get through the draft and there's like four or five teams that did, feel like they didn't get what they were looking for out of the running back position. And that's when they'll circle back with yes, Zeke and see I what agree. he's interested in getting. 
All right, that is it for today's show. Thank you for making Locked On Cowboys your first listen every day. Now make your second listen to Locked On NFL Scouting Show with the Draft Dudes. From free agency to the draft, salary cap management, and more, join NFL experts Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino as they take you what it's like to build a successful NFL franchise every Monday through Friday. Find Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, Every day, go check out our content on YouTube, posting shows there every single day. You can go follow Layden on Twitter at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. We'll see you guys right back here tomorrow. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.